welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, your weekly glimpse into the life of indie author Paul Teague. Find out how many words got written over the past seven days, hear what's on the planning board, and discover the tips and tools which Paul is using to self-publish his books and get them selling as fast as possible. This is Paul's Podcast Diary, and here's your show host, Paul Teague. Hello, and welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, episode number 72, for Saturday the 28th of October, 2017. I'm recording this a little earlier. This is being recorded on a Thursday because I've just finished writing 5,016 words. So this week I have written for my sci-fi dystopian thriller um, 10,101 words, which takes me to the 50% completed stage now. Now, These are draft one words. They're going to change considerably between now and publication. But I'm a big fan of sitting down, locking yourself into your study, your room, your kitchen, wherever you write, and sitting there until the words get done, because that, in my opinion, is how the books get written. (laughs) And uh, today, I've really put that to the test, because I I must admit, it's been a funny old week this week. It's been half-term week. I saw my wife off on Monday morning. She's been in Berlin all week. She comes back on Friday. And uh, I've been um, doing, you know, picking up all the slack with with the two boys who are still with us at home. Um, and, and so it just really disrupted everybody's routine, uh, really. And I find it very hard to write like that. I, I really am a, a man who needs his routine. I really like writing when kids are at school, my wife's at work. I, the minute she's out the door, about 20 minutes to 10, she goes to work. I'll usually grab a glass of water, sit down and start writing, put the clock on myself. And then I'm usually finished by one, two o'clock before she's home. And, and that's how, that's how I like it. I like the time pressure. I like to know that there's no disturbances uh, during the day and I can just get on with my writing. So this has not been the best week to write. I'm really pleased. If you remember, I was saying to you that I thought I might use this week as my wife was away to just write five days in a row. I have to say that I don't think that would have worked. I'm really pleased I didn't do that and I rescheduled, uh, because I think I've just had too many distractions. I think, um, you know, having to do runs out of the shops. More, more than I would normally do. And obviously I've done all the cooking this week and all of that sort of thing. So uh, it just, it just changes things around and, and I'm not good with disruption. So I guess what I would take from that is that if you are a person of routine, try and make writing a routine. I always find it easier when I know exactly what I'm doing, when it's scheduled and how much time I've got. So today was a real struggle. Reason for that is, is I, I'm doing other things at the moment. I just got, I got too many other things on. And and I just didn't get my head down and write. I was distracted. I checked for emails because my wife was uh, texting me photos from Berlin. I was admiring these lovely places abroad, and uh, you know, wishing I was there. And it was just it was just one of those days. So I really had to tease out those five thousand words. And that's you'll know if you listen to these days. Not something I usually struggle with. I usually know where I'm going. I've got the story, but I I, I knew what the story was today. But um, I, I guess my mind just wasn't on it today. And that's really important for me. So we got to, I mean, you can see how close it was. I got to 5,016 words. I literally took the writing just over my threshold. But you see, I'm persistent like this. I will not stop until I've hit the 5,000 words. And I had to sit there for eight hours. That's how long it would take. Uh, but I will write the 5,000 plus words because... I've been at this long enough now to know that that's how the books get written. <laughs> You've just got to sit there and write. And, um, you know, on any day, 
there could be distractions, there could be things that I would rather do. But you may, if you're new to writing, may not have heard this. They call it BIC butted chair. That really is the way that the books get written. So the story's coming on fine. We're at 50% of the way through now. I got this uh, ahead of me on my board. I got this printed sheet with the three-act structure. I think I, be, I think it was last week I mentioned this to you or the week before in the diaries. And um, I, I'm at 25,000 words now. And I, I need this crisis point. I kind of hit it at about 20,000 words. So there is going to be, there might be some chapter insertion. There's going to be some jiggery-pokery going on with this book just to make sure I hit the rhythms of the book it's very uh tense the drama's up all the way through very happy with all of that but i'm just always aware of this three-act structure and um I'll, I'll mull it over i got another week till i'm writing again so i'll mull it over i'll let it chug it was like the other day i was thinking where am i going to take this book now I've, I've i've painted them into a corner how am i going to get them out of this and i take you back to my philosophy that when you're writing a book um, in a very, very, very simplistic way, it's always a case of asking yourself, well, what could happen next? And I, I like painting my characters into a corner. So again, depending on where you are in your writing journey, you, you may have heard of this philosophy that when you're writing stories, you 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 get your characters up a tree and you throw stones at them which basically means that you just keep tightening the clamps on your characters. Whatever your situation is, um, however it is, you, you just keep making it worse for your characters. You exacerbate whatever the scenario is in the book. And um, I constantly do that, constantly aware of that. And I've really, really put the squeeze on my characters. I've got, um, well, certainly earlier in the week, I was writing on Tuesday when I wrote my first 5,000 words this week. I'd really put the clamps on. And then I was thinking, well, how am I going to get them out of this? How am I? I needed to get them from A to B. And I was figuring out how to do it. This is why I like, this is why I like to have space in my writing days, because I woke up, it must have been yesterday morning, and, and just realized how I was going to get them out of it. I thought, well, it's obvious. It's obvious how they would get out of this. If I was in that situation, it's obvious what I would do next to get from A to B. And when I'd been writing it the day before, I hadn't seen that connection. So I, again, it, this works for me. I do like breathing time between my writing sessions because often I make the connections in the book. And I, um, you know, this may be famous last words, but I honestly don't think I could sit down. Uh, it's not the way my mind is wired. I don't think I could sit down and hyper plot that out in a book. I can't, um, I can't see it that far ahead. Um, I can see the big picture. I know where the story's going. I know what's going to happen at the end. I can see the big picture, but I honestly couldn't see the detail. And even if I did plot it out, well, I do, I do plot it out. I still change it every five minutes because it excites me more. I come up with ideas that excite me more. So it's a real, um, really real interesting case on Plotter and Panther this week because, um, I, I am trying to plot more, but I still don't think I could ever plot really, really intricately. Um, I think it would take all the fun out of a story for me. So anyhow, in summary, 10,101 words written this week. We're at the 25% mark of deleted. Uh, it's all on target. Uh, the story's going strong. All the characters are, are in some terrible dilemmas. It's, it's everywhere it needs to be. But today was hard. It was a, a, a rare, hard writing day for me today. Uh, and to be honest with you, I was pleased when I hit that target today i'm pleased to be able to doss around and be distracted now because it's one of those days when i need that got an email back from my editor helen fazal this week helen reckons that the editing on one fatal error is going really well it may be back a little bit earlier than i had scheduled i wasn't expecting it back for what one two about three or four weeks till after i've been to poland on my next little jolly 
So um, I may be able to get that done before we go to Poland, and I may shuffle my uh, agenda around a little bit to get one fatal error sorted and out and processed because it is on pre-sale at the moment. But to be honest with you, it's not. Uh, where are we? It's not going to. It's not due out till sixth uh, of December. And I have to have it loaded a couple of days before that. So um, no mad rush with that. I may just leave it where it is in my schedule. But um, I, I'm kind of I'm a bit unsettled because I got some leave to use. Um, ironically, I work three days a week, and um, which means I, I don't work. I say I don't work four days a week. I'm working on my own business the other four days of the week. So I, I kind of work seven days a week, as, as you'll know. If, you, if you're a writer, you don't ever really stop. Um, but I, I formally work three days a week. And then in theory, I get uh, bank holidays and 15 days a year leave. But you don't really need 15 days a year of leave. I've, I've taken one day, I think, for the Amazon session in uh, in Edinburgh earlier on in the year I needed that and then we went to visit my oldest child in Chester the other week so I took a day there and I got a lot of days to use before the end of the year and uh, I'm not able to carry them forward <laughs> I've got to find uh, I've got to find a way of spending these days getting the writing done and hopefully not spending too much money going on uh, little adventures which I like to do as well so uh, that that's the scenario uh, up to Christmas it's quite a nice scenario to be in but you see I don't consider what I do with writing it doesn't feel like work to, to me because it energizes me it makes me feel creative um i'm completely embroiled in it i i just love doing it and even though i've had a difficult writing day today that doesn't matter i still feel this immense uh sense of satisfaction that having got to that 5000 words and feeling that the story is good it's, it's my fault that i was struggling today not the fault of the story so um i got to get that that leave you so there's a couple of things um I'm just looking at and shuffling dates around, but it'll all get done. It'll all get done. It's all kind of carefully um, planned out. I just need these dates to settle now. Okay, general writing news. You will know that I got a book bub on Monday. It's coming up on Monday. And it's interesting. I, I had a little exchange with a former guest on this show. And uh, I won't say who it was because I, I don't want to kind of give away the the, the results. We had a, a little um, discussion. I said, oh, didn't you get a book bub recently? And this author is is, is like me. Um, we're normal authors, i.e. we're not raking it in. We're just making a modicum of sales uh, every week, every month. And I said, how did your book bub go? And um, this author said to me that it had turned his um, income from uh, two figures to a sort of regular three figure. So it moved him up a notch, but it hadn't changed his world. And, and I have to say that really summarized how I feel about my book, Bub. I think with many of these things, uh, to my right here, I've got a couple of books. Let me just lean over and get them. Oh, I've got, um, I've just finished reading this morning, Help My Facebook Ads Suck. Uh, as you know, I'm looking at Amazon ads too, mastering Amazon ads. And um, I've also got uh, one of Khalid Hell's excellent book, Prosperous Creation, that just on my kind of lean over and grab them pile, I just place them back where they belong. And I don't know about you, but my experience of a lot of these things is I, I hear people saying, oh, yes, I sold a zillion books with Facebook. Oh, yes, Amazon ads, they're working brilliantly for me. And I work through the books and I do the work and I give it a try and I put the budget on. I don't know about you, but my experience often is, and it has always been, is that mm, doesn't seem to be working so well for me. And I, I go back to the books and I study them again, try and figure out what I'm doing. And uh, and I, I don't know why it is. Maybe it's uh, there's an element of luck to it. Maybe there's an element of timing, an element of needing to be in uh, early. Maybe it's to do with covers, blurbs, whatever it is. I'm sure it's to do with all of those things. But... 
like you, I'm sure, many of you listening to this, sometimes my experience doesn't appear to be the same as the people who are, are raking in the thousands. So I have modest expectations about a book, Bob. I think sometimes we feel, when we, we hear these presentations and see how well other people are doing, I think sometimes we expect to buy the book, copy what they've done, and we expect to be as successful as these other people are, and, and sometimes we're just not. I think it probably takes a, a culmination of different things, an alignment of the moons for those things to happen. Uh, and and I've, I've been at this a long time. I've done it with internet marketing. I've seen other people have massive success and where, where I've struggled with it. So I have realistic expectations of this book, Bob. You know, I certainly expect to shift some books. I don't know how many. And I, I expect to do that on the basis of what I've done with a free booksy. So a free booksy is a fraction of the price of a book, Bob. Free booksies have always done very, very well for me in that they've generally got me into top three, sometimes number one in the free promos. Uh, and I've done some good sales around it. A free booksy was what earned me, well, earned me. This is what I rewarded myself with when we went uh, abroad to Alicante earlier this year and I had that really good month. Uh, that was done on the back of a free booksy. So I have reasonable expectations. I'm not expecting it to change my world. It'd be very nice if it did do. I am expecting it to shift some books, but I, I think you've got to have reasonable expectations with these things. Otherwise, you're going to live your life uh, disappointed. Now, if it is fantastic, I will be the first to share that and I will be delighted with it, but I'm, I'm going in with very reasonable expectations. So just to let you know how I'm preparing for this, um, the book bub is on Monday and then um, often what I find with the free booksies, I've always, um, I always get a couple of uh, cheaper or less expensive promos just to follow it because it just sometimes it just gives me the extra squeeze to get to the number one slot if you just have a follow-up sometimes I've just felt I just need that little bit of extra momentum so I've got used to always having a, a follow-up on the on the main promo so what I've got is on Monday we've got the not the free booksy the book bub and then on Tuesday I'm following that up with a free booksy and a book sends, both of which are pretty good promos. So I'd like to get Don't Tell Meg up to the number one in, in the thrillers or some thriller um, marketplaces, if I can. That will be result number one. Now, what's really important for me is that this is free, and I wasn't going to give, I'm certainly not on a permanent basis, give uh, Don't Tell Meg away for free. Uh, I'm happy in this promo case because, fingers crossed, we make the sales through books two and books three. Now, once again, when I had that good month with Don't Tell Meg, I made the money on books two and three. That's where the money's made. So you give away book one free, you make the money on books two and three. So what I've done on books two and three, remember now I've got five thrillers? Yeah, five thrillers, but six for sale. So one fatal error is actually on pre-sale at the moment. So in theory, if you like Don't Tell Meg, you could buy another five thrillers from me and one fatal error will come out on the 6th of December. But I've, I've got another five for sale. So what I've done is obviously I hope that I'm going to get read through. What I'm going to do before the weekend, that's why I'm re recording this diary now, by the way, to free up Friday for myself so I can work on this. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go into the, the front and back matter of each of my Kindle versions because they're all in vellum. This is really easy for me, for me to do. It's not going to take me very long to do this at all. I'll just change the vellum files, republish them, upload them to Kindle. So this is another reason why I keep going on about vellum. I want all my books in vellum now so I could always make dynamic changes like this. Front and back of every book, I'm going to have a list of the books that I've written. Because these books are only listed on Amazon, I believe, though I'll find out when I submit them, that I can put cross-link to um, Amazon within there so I can actually link the 
more books from Paul Teague and have a, a direct link to the Amazon store. I'll find out whether I can do that or not, but I wouldn't have thought there'd have been a problem with it. I'll find out when I submit them, which is why I want to get them done as soon as possible, so that if they get knocked back, I can resubmit them. I'm also going to have the call to action for my mailing list. So I've got to be aware here that I'm not going to make any money on Don't Tell Meg, although I may get this nice position, fingers crossed, in, at number one in some kind of thriller um, marketplace, if we're lucky. That, that's target number one. Target number two is to make it as easy and as tempting for people to then go on and buy the other books as possible. Now, the other thing that I've done is, if you remember, I've priced my books at the moment because I'm using Amazon ads. I've priced them at $4.99. So it's $4.99 in the US. It's £3.99 in the UK. So I've priced them up because it's one of the things that Brian Meeks recommends in his Amazon ads book, and that is to, to, to price the books up. He, he's seen um, no difference in the sales that he makes based on the price but it also means that you can spend a little bit more money to make a sale through Amazon ads if you've got those prices higher rather than down at the 99p 99 cents mark so my prices are actually higher than they've ever been at the moment so what I've done and because all my books are in KDP Select at the moment because of what Brian makes uh, recommends in his book and it gets very complicated this doesn't it all these strategies try to work all these strategies and make them work for you what I've done is um, I've then put book two and book three on a countdown deal offer so if you come to bookbub in day one you're going to see my other books for sale but at a lower price and on a countdown deal and I've got the countdown deals over the, the same week that don't tell Meg is free on so um, I'm going to try and shift as many copies of Don't Tell Meg, and then I'm going to make it as time sensitive as possible for people who see Don't Tell Meg to say, all right, you know, I'll buy, I'll buy books two and three while they're on a countdown deal. I'll get them cheap because at the end of the week, the price will go up. And if they do want to read through the series, they'll have to pay full price for it. So I'm, I'm really kind of rolling out every little strategy, every little technique that I can think of to squeeze what I can out of what will inevitably be a lot of traffic, even if my book bub is not a successful promo in, in terms of changing anything in my author career, I need to squeeze what I can out of the traffic that I get. And what's to play for there is cross-reads, encouraging people to read my other books, bringing them deeper into the Paul Teague thriller experience, if that doesn't put anybody off, and also to try and get as many mailing list signups as I possibly can. Those are the two things that I, I need to work really hard at because I know I'm going to get a lot of traffic, regardless of whether that traffic is super targeted and focused on what I write, what I do. It, it, it isn't in the first instance. What it does is it exposes a massive number of people to what I do. Hopefully some of them will, will sign up based on the cover and the blurb, and then it will get, the, the numbers will just filter down and down and down. So some people will start reading the book and hate it, I need to hope that I get enough people who like the book and want to read the others because that's where I'm going to make my money back uh, on this promo. So that is the strategy. I just wanted to talk you through the strategy for that. Now, you'll be listening to this on Saturday morning. If you've got any more tips to throw into the ring, I got a very short window on Saturday and Sunday to make any little extra tweaks that I possibly can. If you've got any little tricks and tips let me know um, if I if I can throw it into the pot at the last minute. Uh, I'd like to know, but I've I've done a lot of thinking about this, thinking how can I squeeze this? You know, even if I even if this doesn't make me the next Harlan Coburn, which I don't for one minute think it's going to. What can I squeeze out of this? I've paid for this promo. I need to 
take everything I can out of this experience, uh, or at least set up things so that I can take everything I can out of this um, experience. So there's one more thing that I'll do is I'll make sure that um, I somehow send people to my author website because when they go to my author website, I have them cookied for Facebook ads, Google retargeting, all these things too. So I, I want that cookie. That's the other thing that I can play for as well. Uh, I think it's a cookie. Somebody who's more technical than I am will say, oh no, it's JavaScript, Paul, or something, and it does something else technical, whatever it is. So I can track them on social media. Um, I, I want to send them to a site, to one of my sites, where I can track them for social media purposes. So that is the big game plan. Keep your fingers crossed for me. I will tell you the good, the bad, and the ugly next week. Or alternatively, this diary might just be a grown man crying for half hour, for half an hour. We'll see how it goes. Um, I did say to you that I want to build my mailing list between now and Christmas. I've done uh, an Authors XP giveaway, which I told you about last week. I'm booked in for a Sci-Fi Authors XP giveaway in January. Uh, and I also wanted to run two more of my Insta freebie giveaways. Now, I, I'm not kidding myself with these Insta freebie giveaways. I think people who sign up for them are largely fairly untargeted. I think they're freebie seekers. That's all very well. Um, but, I, but but like the BookBub promo, I try and extract a number of things when I do these events. One of the biggest benefits I would say about hosting these Insta freebie events that I've had is that because I do the social media tracking that I just mentioned, I build a very big genre targeted list of people that I can put into a Facebook and uh, Google retargeting audience. Um, and, and that's good. It's a really good way of building that audience. One thing I do know about all the people who come to that page is they like thrillers or they like sci-fi. So that makes a great Facebook uh, audience. And the actual fact I've been promoting something to that audience uh, this week as well. So I, I get that out of it. I also get author contacts out of it. I've interviewed several people who've been successful in my giveaways, people who I've got on well with and I like what they're doing. So it's a great way for me to network with other authors and, and for me to be seen uh, and, and to be known within that that writing and self-publishing environment as well. And of course, I build my list and I, I usually get 500, 600 subscribers from those events. Um, they don't take an awful lot of work. I'm lucky that I can make the websites very quickly. To be honest with you, I have a little template sitting in the background of the site, so I just clone it. It makes life easier. And the more of these things I do, the more I refine uh, the process to make it easier, to make it quicker. So um, I was working on those giveaways earlier this week as part of my marketing activities, which you'll know I'm doing in quarter four. So both sites are ready now, the thriller and the sci-fi giveaway. And if you're listening to this and you are in either of these genres and you're not involved already, just um, do, do email me and let me know if you'd like to take part, because I always like to prioritize people who I'm engaged with on the podcast or in business or in any other way. So I've got an Insta freebie sci-fi stroke, um, what's it called? Dystopian giveaway please don't send me fantasy it's not a fantasy giveaway it's sci-fi so if you're not listed in a sci-fi uh, genre then please don't send it my way don't, don't you know don't try your luck <laughs> it's quite clear to me whether it's sci-fi or fantasy they're, they're different things so sci-fi or dystopian is what i'm after uh, and that giveaway is running from the 20th of november to the 26th of november and i run my giveaways again i've, I've honed this process i run my giveaways for seven days because what it allows me to do I, I run them for seven days. I have 35 contributors and it allows me, because I put five books in a row, it allows me to give every author a turn at the top. So I just rotate the books round over a seven day period. Every author gets a turn at the top. 
And that just feels fair to me. It means everybody gets a chance to get some of the traffic and to be seen by people at the top of the page. So that's the sci-fi dystopian giveaway. And then I launch pretty well straight into the thriller giveaway. And that's going to run from Saturday the 2nd of December until Friday the 8th of December. Hang on, have I changed that date? It's seven days, so I... I think that's right. Yeah, Saturday the 2nd to Friday the 8th. I, I was going to run from the 1st, but I wanted it to run for seven days for the reason I've just given you. Um, so you need to have your book listed on Insta Freebie. It needs to be a uh, psychological thriller, thriller or crime for the second one, sci-fi or dystopian for the, for the first one. Uh, do just drop me an email if you'd like to take part. I have to send you the link to the form because I need you to sign up via a form and give me all the links that I need. Um, but we've always done fairly well with those giveaways. Uh, people have been pretty happy. I know some people have had 800 leads to a thousand leads in my giveaway events. So, um, again, I think, uh, maybe Insta Freebie might be losing a little bit of, uh, impetus. I think, you know, it is largely freebie seekers and, I guess we've all been recycling the same leads, but it's still a great place to get leads. It's still a, a, a brilliant way to build your list. And I'm going to thrash it two more times before the end of this year and see if I can get my list a little bit higher. Just to let you know that I also have been continuing my marketing work with other activities this week. So I just, um, I think I told you when I was doing my quarterly planning, I think I told you that I was going to have 10 marketing days as I've, um, immerse myself in the the tasks of this quarter I've actually decided to change that uh, um, I also I supplemented those 10 marketing days with a list of marketing activities and I, I shared that on the website to show you what those marketing activities would be what I've decided to do is I've just found that some of those marketing activities actually fit very nicely just into the evening when I've been at work for the day and I just want something fairly straightforward to do um, so I, I'm not mar- I haven't budgeted the 10 days anymore basically I'm just going to target that list try and get all the things done on that list to be honest with you i think i'm about halfway through most of the things on there now so i've I've had pretty good productivity with the marketing activities but rather than say i am doing 10 days to do this i've actually said i'm going to do this in a different way i'm just going to work through one by one the marketing activities that i've listed on my whiteboard to my left hand side here and that's actually working better for me than having full marketing days it wasn't really working having the full days the principle was though that i wanted to specifically make time to do marketing i didn't want to leave it to chance you'll remember that i quote robin sharma a lot here it's on my my weekly planning sheet things that get scheduled get done i'm a firm believer in that and that's why i like to schedule stuff so i've just scheduled that in a slightly different way i've scheduled it by tasks not by days and that's just working way better for me so with that in mind then what i did this week and there are so many tidying up things that i i just need to do across the board i need to do it with this podcast so i'm going to move on to the podcast of the new year um sometimes you're running 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 to try and get things going and then you you, you reach a certain point you think actually I, I need to do this better now and i'm doing that with my author marketing so i now have a bookbub account for every author profile so that's sci-fi thriller non-fiction I have an Amazon author page for every author profile and I have an Amazon author page in the UK and the USA as well. So that's two Amazon author pages for each author profile. And I have a Goodreads author page for each of those profiles. So what I decided to do is for consistency, I've now got a photo I use for each of the genres, nonfiction, sci-fi and thrillers. And I have a blurb for each of those profiles. And what I was doing earlier this week is harmonizing the pictures and the blurbs across 
each of those profiles. I didn't really like one of my blurbs. I think it's more of an about me. It's not really an author blurb. I'd done a little blurb that was saying about the book I'd written when I was nine, Mr. Plum and Mr. Apple. And it was on my dystopian. I thought, no, nah, don't you like that doesn't really work for me. I don't think that was a very good idea. It's nice for a, nice for an author chat or an interview. It's a nice little story about that, but it doesn't really paint the right picture for, for dystopian sci-fi. So I've ditched that. I've changed it. I've, brought all the books up to date, uh, got better links in there, just completely improved all my profile. So I felt really good about that. It felt like something that I needed to do. Um, and it didn't take me very long to do it. But uh, it's just a branding thing, really. Just uh, choosing an author profile to go with the brand so that when you see a certain photo, you get the certain blurb, and they all work for me and channel people into the different genres that I write in. So again, it's great to get these things done. It just feels like I'm, I'm tidying up uh, an untidy room. Couple more things to tell you about then. I've got to do, I've got to get, uh, this is this afternoon actually. Uh, I've got to finish, or I've got to start actually, <laughs> my talk for the Society of Authors, which is in Manchester next, fr- uh, Saturday, next Saturday I'm in Manchester. So, uh, this is a paid talk with the Society of Authors. I've got three paid talks. Um, I, uh, it's been good actually for, for building my, my paid author talking, or, or at least getting expenses paid this, this year. So Society of Authors, they pay me the standard rate. I think it's 150, 175 for the talk. They pay my expenses and my hotel as well. So it's a pretty good deal from that point of view, but it's also a great networking opportunity and exposing, it exposes me to a whole new network of, of more traditional authors too. So I got to get that prep done. I think the talk's an hour, an hour and a half. So it's quite a short one as far as I'm concerned. It's quite a relief actually just to have an hour, an hour and a half to talk for. It's really, I find that really easy. It's the days I, the whole day uh, coaching and teaching that I find uh, quite a struggle these days. It must be, it must be old age, I think. Um, but uh, there you go. That's, that's what I'm doing this afternoon and tomorrow. That's the one thing that must be done by the weekend. I must be ready for the Society of Authors. Um, really interesting interview. When was it? It was on Tuesday evening. Uh, James Blatch. Those of you who listening, listen to Mark Dawson's self-publishing formula podcast will know James Blatch. He's the, 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 the sort of showbiz end of that relationship and that he produces the podcasts and you'll hear a lot of James on the training. And he's one of these people that you feel like you know as well as Mark. And, if you're familiar with that podcast, James has been uh, trying to write a book for some time. And the whole point of him writing this book was that they would take him as a new author and, and go through the process of launching his book and marketing him and doing all the things that authors need to do. And I've been listening to this podcast, as, as we all do, for, for weeks on end now, thinking James is really struggling with this book. This book isn't coming. It's It really feels like it's a difficult birth for this book. And I just thought I'd like to talk to James about that because they're not going into it on the self-publishing formula podcast. I thought I'd really like to talk to him about this Um, just from an author's point of view. I want to forget Mark stuff. I want to forget all of that. I want to forget the podcast. I just want to talk to James about his his author experience. So I I had a little bit of a punt and I sent him a, a you not a YouTube. I sent him a Twitter message and said, are you up for it? And he was. And so we did the interview on Tuesday. It's a really good interview. It's it's just James, really. I mean, obviously, we have to kind of, in passing, we mention his involvement with, with Mark's projects and, and with the podcast. But it's actually all about James, all about why he wrote the book, 
the subject that he chose. It's just a normal author interview. So if you forget James is anything to do with self-publishing formula and you just view him as an author, it's really, really interesting stuff. And um, he is having problems writing the book. Uh, it is a difficult birth for him. Um, he's had all sorts of problems with rewriting. It's a very, very interesting interview. And if you ever listening to, if you ever listened to that podcast, and you know, you're, Mark's having amazing successes. I was just listening to the latest one. I think he's just signed a movie deal and things like that. It's absolutely incredible. And of course, we all want to be there. Uh, but sometimes it just feels so far ahead in the future um, for us that we just, I just don't, I feel like that's miles away for me at the moment. And that in many respects, the story, uh, this really difficult story that James was telling me, that that feels like more like my experience at the moment. What Mark's doing is what I want. That's what I hope to be able to achieve one day. But James feels like he's more where I am at, at the moment with those day-to-day -day struggles. So um, hopefully most of you know James already. If you don't, please check out the Self-Publishing Formula podcast, a great podcast to listen to. It's one of my weekly listens as well. Um, and that interview is coming up in December with James. I'm way ahead of the interviews at the moment. Uh, I was going to say I'm afraid, but I'm not because it's good for my time management. Uh, but that's coming up in December. And obviously, I'll mention it on social media, let you know when it's coming up. And actually, you can always check if you go to selfpublishingjourneys.com. If you look at any of the pages, you'll see I always put the agenda of who's coming up and when uh, on the website. So you could always see what guests I got booked in and find out a little bit more about them. That's pretty well it for author news from me for this week. Just a couple of mentions. Tim Lewis, uh, he's always very good at sending me a snapshot of what he's up to and where he is. On Saturday, I think it was, he was listening to my uh, Project Bloodhound uh, plans while eating a what looks like a very healthy salad. Um, so we are part of Tim Lewis's health drive. Tim also runs a podcast, by the way, it's called Begin Self Publishing. It's another one of my recommended podcasts. It's one of my must listen to. So if you're, if you're new to this game, if you're not sure where you should go to listen, a couple of podcasts there that I highly recommend for you. I don't miss any of the episodes. They're very, very good. And they all offer different perspectives on the indie author world. I also got an email today. It's great. You know, people are communicating with me in all sorts of different ways. When I started publishing the podcast episodes on YouTube, I thought, oh, you know, no one will listen to those, uh, but they do. My my YouTube, um, what is it, hits, view, views, isn't it, on YouTube? Um, I, I pinned them right down to 300. I, I removed all the uh, old videos I got on there, just completely pruned it out and started again for author stuff. But I'm shortly going to hit 10,000 views, which is remarkable because it's happened in a very short amount of time. And I have a couple of people who comment all the time on YouTube, so they quite clearly consume my podcast, not on the usual feeds. I always listen on phone. They're not listening on their computer. They're actually just listening to me on YouTube. So it's a great outlet um, for, for podcast listeners. But I got a, an email from John Martin, who's in Australia, and he emailed me through my help desk or my contact button on the website. So just as a little author learning point there, Always make sure it's easy for people to contact you. Always have a nice, clear contact button on your site so that people don't have to look for your email address. And actually, this is something I hit quite a lot when I'm trying to get in touch with authors for the podcast. You know, how do I contact you? If I were a fan of yours, how would I contact you? How easy or difficult do you make that? So fortunately, John found the contact me button. Uh, fantastic to have a listener in Australia. That's just really, really exciting. Thank you for listening, John. And John very kindly sent me uh, his experiences about the problem that I was having with sending print-on-demand books uh, from Amazon.com. I think when I get my 
dollar card sorted out, which I haven't done yet, incidentally. Once I've got that sorted out, I'm sure it'll solve the problem. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll get there. I can start to list my Goodreads giveaways internationally and start to dispatch books from other Amazon portals. Anyhow, it was great to get uh, your letter, John. Thanks ever so much for that. I appreciate your input. And this is why I love this is why I love the internet. It's fantastic. Just wanted to mention that John says, although I was born and raised in Tasmania, my father came from Workington on the edge of the Lake District. And John has visited my area once or twice. So Workington is in Cumbria, where I live. I just live on the edge of the, the Lake District. I'm north. Workington is north, east, south, east, west uh, of, of the county. Uh, but I know Workington well. And what a small world it is. There's, there's John out there in Australia, born and raised in Tasmania, and knows my part of the world really well. So uh, it's fantastic when people just get in touch and let you know that stuff and what a wonderful global community we've created just using the internet and this podcast it uh, it never ceases to amaze me uh, where people uh, are listening to this podcast so thank you very much for that and and please let me know if you're in this wonderful part of the world it doesn't have to be a wonderful part of the world you know it can be anywhere just let me know where you're listening because it's really great to get a sense of the geography of people listening to the podcast okay that's it from me thank you very much for listening on Monday's podcast. This is for Monday the 30th of October. I'm going to be talking to Fred Freeman. Now, Fred is one of the creators of Bloodhound Books, and you'll know if you listen to this podcast that I got Bloodhound Books in my sites. Very interested in what they're doing. They uh, they are selling a lot of thrillers. They've, they're making a lot of uh, thriller authors and uh, building their careers with them. I'm very interested in Bloodhound. And when I recorded this, intro, this interview with Fred, this is where Project Bloodhound came from. When I was talking to Fred, um, I, I felt actually after I apologized to him, I said, I felt like I gave you a really hard time there. It was almost like a job interview in that I was, I, I guess I was really asking him the kind of questions that I wanted answers to because they are a, they're not a traditional publisher. They're one of these in-betweeny publishers because they give you higher royalties. They're predominantly uh, ebook, but they do print on demand as well. They're just they're the sort they're in the the middle ground that I'm very very interested in. And um, I I left this interview feeling wow I'm really interested in Bloodhound. I would really like to get a book placed with them. Now, if you listen to this podcast, you'll know that. <laughs> I've sent them two books and they've been knocked back. So it's not a very good start so far, but I'm going to keep on trying. I got uh, another two where that came from to send them. And uh, and if they don't work, then I'll, I, I'm going to do Project Bloodhound next year and see if we can write one especially to get accepted by by Bloodhound. So I'm going to keep trying. This is what we have to do if we want to get our breakthrough. Um, but it's a really interesting interview uh, from Fred. Uh, it's really interesting to hear what he says, uh, why they started up the business and the business model too, because it's worth, it's worth clocking this. We hear a lot about traditional writers and we hear a lot how many traditional writers are, are barely scraping a living and that actually as, as, even as independent authors, we're making more money often than some traditional writers, not all of them, but some of them because of the, the package deal that they get. So I think these businesses, and obviously they exist not just in thrillers, they're all over the place. You can get them in romance too. I think these in-betweeny businesses are very, very interesting because they give us a combination of higher royalties, more control in the process. But what we get as authors is we get a support network of people who know what they're doing in our genre. Uh, it's a bit like joining a kind of mastermind group and, and that you're, you're, you're learning the support that you get is taken off your fees rather than directly out your pocket and that's it's quite an attractive model to me as someone who realizes uh, however reluctantly that i i probably need to learn be learning more i i need to probably be getting better at this 
So anyhow, it's a long way around of telling you that my guest on Monday is Fred Freeman. It's episode number 87 of Self-Publishing Journeys. I hope you'll join me. That's Monday the 30th of October. That's it for this week's Paul's Podcast Diary. I hope you have a fabulous week of writing. I did 10,000 this week. I'm back to the normal 5,000 words next week. By the time I speak to you, hopefully we'll be up to 30,000 words. Have a great week of writing. Speak to you next Saturday. Thanks for listening to Paul's Podcast Diary. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed to hear next week's update and find out how many words get produced over the next seven days. Until then, we hope you have a great week of writing.